Another episode of VHS Playback. This is a podcast where we talk about nonsense. I hope you enjoy. My name is Cordelia Graham, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Rob Kuznow. Hey there. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce all of us. <laughs> I am. Oh. Rob Bestie. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> and our producer, Josh Kuznow. How's it going, everybody? How is it going, everybody? Yeah, how is it Welcome, going? Welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> how are you guys doing? How oh, you know, I just discovered that I could, uh, instead of using a measuring cup, I could use a curd jar. And luckily, I have a curd jar that is graduated. And what did it get yeah. its degree in? Oh. Oh. Rob, yeah. I refrained. I refrained from that one. I thought I, I was going to be the only one who's. I just wanted to beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you making? <laughs> I'm not making anything. I, I'm just cleaning my kitchen. I'm just going oh, over. Nice. I'm going over things. I'm trying to find a place for my new walk. And uh, I don't know. And you can That's tell by the way Tom week. walks. He's a ladies' man. I bet you can. Make sure, uh, make sure to walk and not run. <laughs> this is already brutally filled with puns. This is already the worst thing we've ever done. Let's just can't, can't, let's just call it. <laughs> this is crappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of doing stuff, uh, have any has anybody on the podcast learned anything cool or like done anything interesting that they wouldn't normally do over the uh, quarantine time? I was curious about. That was something I kind of wanted to talk about today. Tom, I know you bought a unicycle, but have you fucked with anything else? I know you built. Well, let's talk about how Tom wins this game. So, Tom, you bought a unicycle yeah. and won a, and built a van. What else have you done? <laughs> oh, I didn't build a van. To be fair, I learned all kinds of things about cars I didn't need to know, or I didn't actually care to know. <laughs> but I mean, I really cared about getting this van like uh, working in proper order. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did I do? Um, shit. Um, I learned how to make um, uh, interesting food. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to stir fry ramen noodles and uh, eat the shit out of that. I mean, how do you stir fry that, ramen noodles? Really, I've never done that. Well, I mean, you just make the ramen. You kind of make it um, del gente, del taco te, del. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like yeah. that, like. Yeah. Del Monte, I don't know. Like a little chewy. A little chewy. And then you, know, you throw them in after you've stir fry some veggies or maybe some <laughs> meat or some sort of protein. And then you, uh, then you throw in the noodles and bada bing bada bang, you got yourself some. It's amazing. It's fucking bada amazing. Bada bing bada bang. Seriously. It does sound super good. Bada boom bada bada blingo bada blammo. Rob Cuzno taught me how to make uh, ribs. And that shit is off the chain, by the hey, way. you know what? It's one thing I know how to do very well is, is ribs. I got ribs down to a science. And I don't even need them anymore. Crazy good. Crazy are you talking good. about? Are you talking about vegan rub comes down? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Vegan Rob Cousineau. I, I, I will say that I learned how to. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't know that I've learned anything. You know what I've done is I've learned how to be a bit of a piece of shit. So like I've started, um, I've started playing video games a lot again, and that's kind of been my thing. I've gotten pretty okay at playing video games again. Like a lot of Call of Duty. I play Fortnite a lot with the with the West Coast nephews, um, and that's really uh, been it. I mean, other than that, I've become a vegan. I got in shape, and I lost the progress I made a couple times. Potentially, maybe have bought a house to be continued, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I've, I will say that I, I'm at a point right now where I work more than I've ever worked in my life, which is a blessing because a lot of folks don't. But it's also a curse because in the new world of work, there's not really a way to like punch the clock and be done for the day. So I'm just kind of always on call, and I'm starting to lose my fucking mind a little bit. But I don't know if I've. Um, I don't know that I've learned any new skills. I'm trying to think. I mean, I definitely like got better at meditating and, you know, I've done a lot of therapy. <laughs> I don't know if those are skills. Cordelia, what do you got? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 
<laughs> I've learned how to repaint since I kind of forgot what colors look like. Mm. So that's interesting. So I've been blind for like 12 and a half years. And just like two or three weeks ago, I took like a long break for a few months from painting. And I picked up painting again. And I just, you know, I used to be able to pull colors out of this filing cabinet, like stowed away in my brain. And I could just pull out a color red or blue or green. But that filing cabinet just kind of disappeared. So now I'm just painting in black and gray scale now. So Which I is super cool, by the way. Thanks. No, I, I think it's just a pretty interesting new take, especially since I've been known as the blind artist who paints like super vibrant colors. And, you know, I'm kind of known for my color work. So I think that it's a cool new um, series of paintings that I've been doing. I've only done, I, I think I just did my fourth piece the other day. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, where it goes from there. Um yeah, um, let's see. I just did an interview today with a guy from Sweden um, who's losing his vision, and he's interviewing all these disabled artists and musicians and people in the arts um, for this project that he's going to be doing where he's um, he's eventually going to be taking able-bodied people and kind of... Um, disabling them he's going to put like masks on them and have them paint and start putting like earmuffs on them and have them learn to play music and all these other things and he's not sure like he got this big grant from from sweden's art um grant through through the country and so yeah he's not sure yeah he's not sure like what he's going to turn it into if he's going to make it into um like just like a curated gallery show or if it's going to be like a short film or something but so that was pretty cool that's what i did that sounds I awesome like an hour and a half yeah yeah and um so yeah he's he has a pretty interesting story himself he's losing his vision but he's he has tunnel vision right now and he's been losing it for the past 10 years and he had such a different story from me because you know i woke up from surgery and due to complications like i lost my vision without realizing i was going to so it was just i woke up and it was gone and he's been losing it for 10 years so it's gradually been fading and now it's down to like just this tunnel vision like i had stated but i think just the interesting part about like going over such a long time span is like there's so much anxiety attached to that and knowing that one day it's going to be gone and like constantly training for that and like going through therapy for that. And I, I, I find it interesting because we kind of touched base on that. Like, man, I had such a different story. Like I was just thrown into it and like, it wasn't a like, this is what it is. Let's figure this out. Instead he has like this build up to like, Oh shit, it, this is going to happen. I better figure it out. There's no doubt. There's just doing for me. So like it, it's such a different dynamic. Like um, different ways of losing your vision can be. So, so yeah, that was my interesting conversation for the day. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Go. If you had the choice, would you have rather had a slow degradation of your eyesight? I mean, no, it sounds is that terrible. like is that right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be scary. I mean, it really That'd be very. It, yeah, it really seriously does. though, yeah. Preparing for the worst, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like, I better keep it. And like, that's kind of what he was saying. He's like, "I've been trying to travel the world more, like, and I've been trying to like kick out all this art because he's a an illustrator, a graphic designer. So he's like, I'm trying to kick out as much artwork as I can until I lose it. And he's like, you know, I love seeing your work. You know, he could still." see my work like on my social media pages so he's kind of scrolling through and tell me and you know I kind of broke down my process how I approach painting and he's like yeah he's like I haven't even thought of that he's like it's like I think I when I lose my vision I'm gonna move more into sculpting so I'm kind of learning how to sculpt now and I'm like yeah that doesn't even <laughs> come across my brain to sculpt so yeah I think there's just you know, it's such a different anxiety attached. You know, like I said, I, I was just thrown into it and there was no thinking about it, just doing it for me. Yeah, I can see how like both ways would be. I could see how like of both course. have their plus and minus. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like the of benefit course. of like if you're losing it slow is like you can like plan for it, but then the downside is it's like this 
really long drawn out anxiety ridden process like i don't know i don't know how to answer that question i know like wildly like both are so hard terrible (laughs) both are really hard uh i can't imagine yeah yeah, it's just like you want terrible choice number one or terrible choice number two they both (laughs) suck i guess i guess for me i'd side with you cordelia i think i just want it to happen i can deal with it versus like yeah. I, th- I often think about my own death, which I don't know is something that uh, everybody here does. Quite this is fun podcast content. Um, <laughs> and I always think about how I hope when I die, it's really quick, and I have no idea it's coming. But the downside is, um, and then I won't get some dope last words. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I want mine to be long and drawn out and really, really, really painful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least you see it coming you know what i mean yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, i want to know what's going on at all times <laughs> i got a goth guys um a friend of mine oh. said well i just can't i can't wear pajama pants forever and then i said well i mean unless he died in them Got thoughts. thoughts brought to you by Hot Topic. And I'd like to say it is Halloween and Hot Topic's got all your favorites. I'm just kidding. They don't give us money. Um, <laughs> brought to you by the original Hot Topic, the one that doesn't exist anymore that had the the, the cool uh, Stargate style door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was like you were yeah. going into a, it was like you were going to, into another dimension where funny t shirts are the only thing to wear. <laughs> Hot Topic. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, a, a segment for us. Uh, speaking of speaking of things back from back in the day, I'm gonna say, remember when? Wait, let me give you one, Josh. Uh, let me give you one for the intro. Ready? Yeah. Hey, remember when? Okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> remember when uh, <laughs> arcades? Remember when arcades oh, existed? Arcade. And like that was a thing that you could just go and do. My first, my first job that I ever had uh, that I can recall, my first like real job that wasn't like mowing lawns, was because I used to hang out in Fraser Hockey Land all the time, which has changed okay. names a bunch of times. It's like Belta Arena, and they had a small little arcade there. And uh, me and a couple really? of my buddies used to just—they did. It was it was dog shit arcade, but I used to hang out there all the time. They had like oh. two or three machines and ticket games, wow, and uh, okay. we used to go up there because you could get slushies. Which, by the way, that like you go into a place that's meant for people to, like exercise and like play hockey and I was like going up and like yeah. crushing fucking slushies and like trying to win tickets from this shitty booth. But uh, the guy that worked there, I was a real tall kid. And uh, the guy that worked there when I was like 12 was like, why don't you come after high school and come be the janitor? I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour to come here after high school for like five hours a night, a couple days a week and do it. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, we're uh, but he definitely thought I was like 15. So I used to like scrape the gum off the bottom of the fucking uh, bleachers and like mop the place. I do maintenance. I'd like cut weeds out and stuff. But he was paying me 10 bucks an hour cash under the table, like five, five hours a night, three days a week. And when you're fucking 12 or 13, making like 150 bucks a week, that's like the most baller shit yeah. there is. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty <laughs> video game money. Oh, yeah. 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 So I don't know. But anyway, Josh, arcade. Sorry, go ahead. I guess I, I was going to ask, did you have a favorite arcade? And if, if you did go to arcades, what was your go-to game that you look for at arcades? Uh, all right. Go Come for on. It. Come on. We all know the Butterfly. In, in, uh, the Butterfly was on Van Dyke north of uh, 14 Mile. Or no, no, I, south of 13 Mile. I totally mile. forgot about Butterflies. Yeah. Butterfly was the biggest fucking arcade in the county. And I would, I would argue to say in Michigan, because this place, when it closed down, that's when he started seeing all these little arcades opening up. Yep. All these bars that had an arcade section, because they literally had about a half a football field size room, nothing but pinball machines. And I mean, oh, yeah. you know, who, did, who cares if half of them didn't work? There were that many <laughs> pinball machines. Um, so yeah, no, the butterfly by far and my only, uh, and the only place that's open now that I really, really enjoy is, um, I believe it's called, um, off world in, uh, oh. in, uh, by campus Mars's in Detroit, um, yeah. of, uh, checkers bar. It's a pizzeria and, um, and arcade and it's, it's out of sight, you know, um, 
Cool. So, cool. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Butterfly. I actually used to go there sometimes, but I only ever played pool there. I don't think I ever messed with anything else. It was also a pool hall. It had um, it had uh, go-karts for a minute, and it had, uh, what do you call it, a driving range. And uh, putt-putt also. Oh, yeah. Putt-putt, yep. It had putt-putt as well. Yep. Yeah, I've only played putt-putt there. Oh, I, really? I actually didn't even know they had an arcade. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we would go there to play pools sometimes. I mean, we used to we used to like regularly go to certain pool halls, and that was one of the ones that would like sometimes make it in the uh, in the rotation. I remember Butterfly, but I actually never did anything there but play pool. I know they had arcades there, but we just never ventured in. I don't know why either. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. My my friends and I used to go there a lot, but it was towards the end of the arcade existing, uh, and it was. It was. It had a bad reputation for being a place where there was uh, like a lot of fights, before, lot of fights occasionally gunfights in the parking lot and things mm-hmm. along those lines. Uh, but you would oh, pretty much I just had no idea. There was yeah, a huge a bar uh, that was in there as well, and it was such Ooh. a tonal shift of the entire building. The moment you were no longer to smoke inside uh, in Michigan, it went from being oh. a crowded, packed place full of like drunk adults to being a barren wasteland of like all of the lights were were on most of the time and we could just go around and play any any machines that were in there uh but we would seem to be the only customers and i did love that but i do know why that was bad for their business and why it led to them shutting down (laughs) all right yeah yeah the inevitable pretty much to them yeah yeah you know i really got into going to the arcade like later on like when i was like 22 maybe and it was just like a couple of my friends like my brother and we went to uh galaxy like across from macomb mall oh and yeah that place we, ripped yeah yeah oh, was super cool yeah. but they didn't have like anything new or like even anything from the 90s like it didn't have like ninja turtles or simpsons or anything i got but, like they had Really? They had basketball. Like, we got obsessed with playing that basketball, like, head-to-head game, where, like, the backboard would move back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was hard. Oh, God, we got so competitive. And, yeah, it was so much fun. But, yeah, they had a bunch of, like, old, like, 80s games. And, like, we just kind of would go through. And, like, pretty much everything there was a quarter, which was great. You know, it wasn't like going to Dave & Buster's or something, where it's, like, you know, everything's, like, a fuck to play. So... Yeah, yeah my friend, right. My right. friend had like a my friend had like a because we were all goth and lame. My friend had a belt that had like bullets on it, like instead of studs, it was like bullets. It looked like a live. And ah. uh, I forget what it's called when guys like a what bandolier, a a band- bandolier, bandolier, bandolier. So I I had my friend take his belt off and I put it on like a bandolier and we went to the arcade because I thought it was funny. And the guy was like, <laughs> "You can't have that in here." And of course, my friend was instantly like a fucking asshole. The guy working there, so we got thrown right out. And I'm sure. We were the goddamn, I'm sure we were the goddamn worst. I'm like a thousand percent positive. <laughs> Especially because us doing this was probably, you know, within a few months of Columbine at the time that we thought it was funny to do this. Oh, so we were yeah. definitely, oh, boy. we were definitely the fucking worst. Like it's not even like debatable, but uh, yeah, that place, ripped. <laughs> uh, that place was sick. But like, as far as like the games go, like when I was younger, like my shit was NARC. The NARC arcade game was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, that was probably my jam. And then like, I always really liked the uh, Street Fighter uh, and Capcom arcade. That was always fun. And I really loved um, the Area 51 games and all those shooters. Time yeah. Cop is obviously dope. Love Area 51. I never but, played Time Cop. Oh, Time Cop and so 1 through great. 4 are fucking awesome. It has a pedal. What? So you start no, crouched no. down. No, that's a Time Crisis you're thinking of. Time, time crisis. crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Time yeah. Crisis. Time Crisis. I played Time Cop was crisis. a movie starring Sean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sean Claude Man, but, uh, but if they time, made Time, time Cop good. into a game, that game would fucking tear, dude. I would fucking play the shit out of a Time Cop. I'm going to watch Time Cop the oh, second this podcast. Yeah. So I'm just kidding. I'm going to go to bed. I'm oh. very tired. But um, <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So so now that I'm a bit older, uh, one of the things Chris and I always wanted uh, to buy for our office was an arcade. And we found this arcade on Craigslist that we bought. And uh, it has this game on it called something sh- Punk Shot. Yeah, punk shot. Punk shot. Uh, and that is oh. 
like my fucking current favorite arcade. It's just like our tribal's <laughs> basketball. It's like shitty animation where you can run around and body slam each other and play basketball two on two. And I'm not even like a huge sports game guy. It's so stupid and so fun. It's so fucking great. But I'm sorry I'm rambling for so long, but it's just about my head too. If I could own any arcade, if I was ever super rich, I would buy the Mario Kart physical cart arcade that takes your photo and then sticks the uh, identity of the Mario character on over your photo. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, cool. How yeah, cool. so so it'll put like Bro. a you know like a Wario hat and a Wario mustache on your face, and you sit in the Mario Kart, and it moves around a little bit. Dude. You drive it; it's the best. Dude, I know where one is. That's that's like at least on display. A dude just bought it um, for fifteen hundred dollars, and this thing is literally like six grand. Like that's like oh, the, wow. that's like the market How did price. How get it? I. So you might have to just go there and ask them. It's at a little, uh, it's at a little electronics store, like a little, like, you know, electronics shop, like, just like dudes like us, just total nerds, right? Just like who own this place and run it. Uh, it's at um, 10 and Gratiot, like um, right where Dimitri's is. And they have like, it's, it's two machines that work in tandem and they have the cameras, dude. Like for real. Oh, uh, my God. oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might be cool. it might be worth asking about. I don't know. Maybe they're yeah, selling it. Maybe they're not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've seen it online, like the newest version of it that has like the cart card oh, for four players. Okay. It's twenty twenty three thousand dollars for that arcade. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Boy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a student loan right there. <laughs> that's like a mistake. Or real. Like, I don't give a shit how much money you have. That's a mistake. <laughs> you know, I don't really. I. I don't really have any memories like going to arcades like as a child, but like I do have a few games that I do remember. Like there was a mall in our area called the Universal Mall, and they had the Dollar Show, and you know it was literally a dollar, and the movies were kind of second-run movies. Um, and I mean, even Tuesday nights they had it for seventy-five cents a movie, but they had the six-player X-Men there. Oh, that game was there every single time, dude! It was so awesome, and the screen was huge. I mean, it was probably like a 40 or 50 screen. screen. Yeah. 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 It was so cool. Yeah. That game yeah, that that arcade was, was sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best. I mean, it's all torn down now, but all their um, movie theater had an area 51 and I would play that there every time. But yeah, besides that, I mean, like we went to like major magics with, which is uh, like the mid Midwest equivalent to Chuck E. Cheese. So, I mean, but I like to, I like to think kid, of it. I don't, I like to think of Major Magic as the prequel to Five Nights at Freddy's, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know who you're right. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is a video game where you are a security guard and you have to like keep the robots in the band from murdering you, and they because they come yeah. alive at night. But go on. <laughs> That's a game. Oh, awesome. yeah, it's, yeah, a it's, game. it's super yeah. fun. Awesome. They've been trying to make a movie out yeah. of it for like six years, but I guess the creator is extremely oh, really? difficult, okay. so they still haven't made the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I remember playing like Ninja Turtles, like the four player Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. That's like it, and like Simpsons there. But yeah, I mean, besides like going to that, that place, like I said, the Galaxy, like I don't really remember going to arcades as a kid. What about you guys? Do you guys go to a lot as kids, or just one one machine here and there? You remember? There, there, was, there was a pizzeria that eventually got shut down by the health department. Um, oh, but but it wasn't really an arcade, it just had yeah. one game, I believe, and it was House of the Dead, which uh, was dope because, oh, yeah. like, well, all, all us, all us middle schoolers at the time would just go to Rockiano's and just get, just get like, you know, stuffed on pizza, on you know, questionable pizza, I mean, after the fact. And played fucking House of the Dead. It was, it was awesome. It was, really? It was they used good. to have a bunch of games. They used to have a few games, like four or five games there. But yeah, I mean, well, to, to clarify to the listeners, I mean, Rocky Animals was like an all-you-could-eat buffet for like two ninety nine. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Like, how do, you, how do you survive that way? I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, the answer Anybody is you don't. <laughs> yeah, right. The answer is... Yeah, yeah. Just no way. <laughs> Josh and I used to regularly go on trips with our mother to Port Huron. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, she loved Port Huron. There was this mall in Port Huron that had a big Ferris yeah. wheel in it. And it the had Birchwood Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It had an amazing arcade. It was a merry-go-round. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what did I say? Ferris wheel? Yeah, not that. Not, Ferris, not that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, a Ferris it had, wheel turned on its side. It had like it had like a fucking incredible arcade inside of it, like an amazing arcade. It actually had that game, uh, that weird Sega game with the hologram cowboys in it. Yeah, where, like, like the tabletop one. And I remember I played it. Like you're just wasting your money if you played it because like you would die so fast in it. Hologram. Yeah, I, I remember that arcade with such fondness. Yeah, I've been to that arcade actually. Yeah, it, it used to be like that. you would walk in the main doors of that mall, and then to your right was just a nondescript, right. unlabeled yeah, yeah. arcade. <laughs> I think it literally just had a sign that said "arcade" above the door. <laughs> and like <laughs> that place is also what instilled my love of uh, arcade carpets, where like for some reason every arcade had that style of carpeting, where it's like solid black carpet. With just weird squiggly lines and like uh, fluorescent green, fluorescent red, fluorescent pink, sometimes stars or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost like a paisley, but not. Yeah, like right. a. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, that that place was one of my my top arcades. My other two uh, top arcades, I would say, were uh, Caesarland. Oh, oh Caesarland! Yeah. Absolutely love that place. Did that place close uh, down, by the way? Uh, well, I, be- I believe it did. Yeah, it, it did. I think so. It's just a, there's a they built the. It's funny what they did was, and I used to I used to have like as a as a very small child. I used to have every birthday at Caesarland, and <laughs> cool. you know I remember on the inside. Of course, it was that arcade. I remember the the original Mario Brothers being there, um, and they had kind of like. It was a it was a proto like um, play area with like so instead of like plastic tubes they were it was a wooden kind of build that had carpet like yeah. on the levels or whatever on the floors but okay so it turned into sort of a modern you know play area until those got closed down because their parents these kids' parents wouldn't like pick them up they wouldn't pick up their kids you know when they left or whatever. But um, huh. <laughs> but then they built a little Caesars. They built a little Caesars, like right next to it, that just like did pizza, served pizza, and then they closed Caesarland. And uh, uh, oh, really? Aggression. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it as the uh, like when I was a kid. I remember it as like the big plastic play place where that that was like a whole um, genre is not the, not the right word, but the whole genre of like things that popped up when I was a kid where it was like. There was leaps and bounds, yeah. and there was yeah. like something is something. There they had names that were all like action. Discovery names. Zone. Discovery Zone. Discovery yep. Zone. Going yeah. busy at Discovery, Discovery Zone. Discovery, what I can do, what you can do, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You guys are. That was, that was way more than I thought you were going to get out. Um, but, uh, but, my um, my go-to <laughs> arcade place when I was like in high school was uh, Jeepers at the Cone Mall. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I used to my one of my go-to arcade games. My go-to arcade games really quick were the uh Generation X Aerosmith game where you had the giant gun mounted. Whoa. The Whoa. uh where, where music is a weapon. Yeah. You have to rescue the members of Aerosmith <laughs> from, from an evil organization of characters that looked like the robots from uh Mortal Kombat. It's unfucking believable that, that that game exists. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we have it for Super <laughs> Nintendo too. Uh, I remember my family was like obsessed with that game, Gauntlet Dark Legacy. We oh, I used God, to play at uh, Butterfly a lot. But like my my number one was House of the Dead, and I remember like my sister Becky was is an expert at House of the Dead. They had House of the Dead at Hockeyland, which became et cetera et cetera. Uh, now it's the Beltire Hockey Club. Uh, and and she oh. got so good at it that she like could get through the game with one continue, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, way! So I got uh, I got obsessed with it after that point, and I used to play it there. And then when they when I went to Jeepers for the first time, I saw this kid put in the amount of money to play as one player, pick up both guns. <laughs> I was like maybe like 13 or 14 at the time. He picked up both guns and I have such a distinct memory because he was shooting going, yeah, what now? Uh, uh, and like reacting as though he was actually firing a gun. And there was a girl with him that was like kind of impressed. Uh, and he died out completely 
like instantly. And I was like, you know what? What if I tried both guns? And so I would go to that Jeepers and I would do like two gun style, uh, House of the Dead. <laughs> like like awesome. out of shape high school kid. Like <laughs> that was where I was cool. People would like watch so play House of the Dead, awesome. two gun style. So I would be covered in sweat <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that was like that was always my go-to game and has been since uh, josh was that wow. like your equivalent to like the kids who played ddr like covered in sweat you're like man they got a real workout <laughs> yeah yeah because they, yeah, they were it. genuinely working out <laughs> yeah, i was just yeah, uh you're doing nothing <laughs> holding two plastic guns <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, so Revolution X game. Oh, <laughs> uh, here it comes. Here it comes. Everybody listen. Revolution X. <laughs> Steven Tyler <laughs> wanted you guys to. Steven Tyler wanted you guys to hear that. So. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. But yeah, I got a, a as a, a finisher to the the Jeepers story, and also into uh, kind of true crime slash Halloween slash goth thoughts. Oh, I didn't know why Jeepers had closed down. But I remember I wanted to go to Jeepers a lot. And then I heard like I heard an urban legend sort of thing that a worker was beheaded in one of the Jeepers. And I looked this up and it is it is true. What? I thought it happened at the Macomb Mall Jeepers. So Jeepers got shut down in 2003. They received a citation uh, that apparently like. I, I got to see this entire thing. Like for some reason it was on the CDC's website where they, they went through the accident report, but their roller coasters, when they, there was a roller coaster inside that was like the snake front, what? like there was it a was snake so small, on the front. Little, it's like a little kid, little, like little kid, like dragging yeah. around the track, or like a little humpty hump, little huh. dragging around the track. Okay. I mean, it couldn't be more than, it couldn't be bigger than like the, the square like footage of, of your house. Yeah. Are you defending them, Rob? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no! I'm just saying, like it was, it, like we're really throwing the word, the term roller coaster around. This thing was like very small. No, I get oh, it. I get it. Okay, okay, I get it. I, I'm on board. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, also, but yeah, you know what? Jeepers should be able to kill whoever they want, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what I was, that's what I was fishing for. Finally, got it. Got so it. I, I, I looked it up, and like there's there are full diagrams on this. The track width was 28 inches. With 24 inches between the rails, uh, it was it had a Python head design. It was a five car ride, and it moved approximately 10 to 12 miles per hour. Huh. And they went through the full breakdown of this thing. So, so what they got written up for was that there was no like shutoff switch. So this guy had said, "Hey, the ride needs to get worked on." They sent in the maintenance guy. The maintenance guy went in to work on it, and when he did, the operator still sent the coaster around anyway. So the oh. maintenance guy was uh, working on the track just like underneath the part where it would lift right. up to the drop and then it would drop down and it hit this dude in the head and neck as it was at the free fall top speed. Weird. And the it was yeah. a car full of children oh. that fucking hit this man, derailed and went off, uh, went off the tracks at the bottom, on top of the corpse of a man. Oh my gosh! Oh wow! That wow. wasn't the thing that fully shut them down. That was the beginning of it. The final phase of what shut them down was that in Fenton, a, a woman rescued four children, including two of her own, that became trapped when the Python Pit roller coaster. Uh, at the Great Lakes Crossing Jeepers had stalled and put the children in danger. So one of the parents <laughs> had to climb up and get the kids off of the ride that was like oh. putting, <laughs> that, that had them trapped at the top of it, potentially uh, going to fall off or lose control. So, <laughs> so Jeepers was shut down. They popped back up briefly. And within one year in 2019, uh, they were... Like, I don't know how the hell they thought they were going to get away with doing missing out on, on the safety inspections, considering what they had done in the past. But after one safety inspection, they were completely shut down by the, the Michigan Licensing and Regulatory Affairs Bureau of Construction Codes. 
<laughs> the cease and desist order uh, completely shut them down from the rides were missing parts, uh, leaking hydraulic fluid, cracks in equipments. They still did not install the safety switches. No. Uh, so they popped back up to be like, I don't know why. I, I thought they could, maybe they thought they could just ride out the excitement that Jeepers was coming back. Weird. Uh, yeah. But they made all of the exact same mistakes to be shut down again, just this time without a death. Sounds like a lot of their problems were really oriented on the tiny roller coaster. That was probably a disappointment. So they must, yeah. have, really been, they must have really been bringing in a lot of money on that roller coaster situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <that's twice. laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's a that's a jeepers from me. Well, jeepers them. creepers. I do. I would like to wow. say that. Um, I would like. To Where say did you get your papers? Earlier, when we were talking about Caesarland. Uh, I would like to say that even though it did close down, much like Elvis is buried at Graceland, they did. Mike Illich did get requested to bury, get buried at Caesarland. And if you walk past the one on Hoover and Twelve Mile across from the Red Lobster on a dark and scary night, you can hear uh, the ghost of Mike Illich fucking over the people of Detroit inside of there still. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, racial divide has allowed me to destroy this city and benefit from it. Um, pizza, pizza. <laughs> Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> I'm going to take these tax benefits given to me by the city and not fulfill any of the uh, options I was supposed to do as a human being and just exploit the free money to build a new arena. But anyway. <laughs> Exploitation <laughs> of people. I'm hot and ready for that. Kid Rock will play without one but three shows in a row. Try <laughs> eight, dude. Was it eight? Mm. Yeah, man. Jesus yeah. Christ, how many, really? how many times can you watch a person that smells like shit and looks like trash talk about how he's from the South while also being from Michigan? Eight times, Rob. Eight times, eight I just times. told you. Eight, eight times. <laughs> that motherfucker looks like he slips and slides around like he's built of grease. I imagine he can never like catch any kind of traction anywhere he goes. He literally looks like he's coated in olive oil at all times. I don't know. Uh, olive oil is too nice. I'd say Pam. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's covered in Pam body spray. That's how he, he he lathers himself up with a thick layer of like say, sprayable canola. It just slips and slides you say through. Pam Anderson. Pam Anderson body spray. But spooky suggestions. What do you got? Oh, you Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Josh gave us such a nice segue before I derailed it with a bunch of fucking ventral. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't there isn't that like a film trick? I mean, don't you don't you like cover people in grease to like make them look like they're like newborns or something? I don't know. Yeah, Is that like well, so I know back in the day they would uh, they would Vaseline a lens to make it feel like a dream sequence. So maybe Kid Rock comes at everybody like the ghost of Christmas, God knows what, uh, looking like he Vaseline himself up in a way that maybe he's an apparition. <laughs> you know, my friend, one of my friends once uh, did that for a Halloween costume. They uh, greased themselves up like uh -oh. uh, like off of a character from Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh wow. But yeah, there was a dog just Which... licking him all night. It was so <laughs> funny. I wish you guys could you have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to speak as if this person is mysterious. Go ahead. Say well, my friend passed away, so I don't want to bring it up. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. Was it grease related? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Um, nothing. Okay, it was Tom. It was Tom that did this. It was me. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I came to the party. I came to the party as a greased up death guy, but I actually didn't come to the party as a greased up death guy. I walked in, got, I got, I, I, I got cold feet, and then I just walked into the party, and everybody berated me and yelled, yelled at me. It's really hurtful. But they, they told me if I, if I didn't dress up like the greased up death guy, I couldn't come to the party and drink their beer. And so I like right in the front porch, I just stripped down to the whitey tighties, which I was already wearing and covered myself in a bottle of, um, uh, vegetable oil. 
Oh my god! And sounds... I, I, did you break out yeah. all over your body for like a week after that? No, no, I was fine. The dog, That's like like Cordelia was kind of hinting at, the dog <laughs> licked my bottom half completely clean. Now, mind you, I didn't allow him by the by my genitals. I mean, but they did give me they did give me a very specific seat. It was a milk crate <laughs> covered in a blue tarp. And, yeah. um, but I mean, all night, he was not allowed to move. I would have forgotten. I would have forgotten, Tom. I would have forgotten that I was greased up and sat on something and ruined it. I, I, I was, a, I was only, I was allowed to sit there. I mean, that's the only place I was allowed to sit. I walked around the party and whatever, but I mean, I just got oh, so dude. lit. It was amazing. It was um, <laughs> funny, dude. It was the funniest costume because we're like, our friend Kurt, he, he tried to, he tried to catch me and I'll just slip right out, you know? And uh, that was really, really so funny. funny. Uh, I was going to say, if you had you moved from that seat, what could they have done? Yeah, they can't catch you anyway, yeah, well, Tom. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But um, those dogs would catch me. They would. Those dogs would catch me. It's so fucking funny. I just. I. I know oh, that man. what I would have done is forgotten that I was covered in something and just destroyed someone's couch. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I'm just gonna pop a squat here. Also, I feel like if you had had to have pooped at the party, it would have been a potential uh, injury risk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You mean you mean as I was going to the bathroom or as I was like like are you talking about when some you, sort of like anal fissure or something like that? I'm talking about like, like, like I would have pooped too fast or something or no, that's way funny that where I was going. No, I was just gonna say with that greased up butt <laughs> and you slap that thing on some porcelain, you're gonna slip right off of it. Oh my god, that's that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Holy you, shit. Did, so wait, did you drive home in your underwear then? Well, I had clothes, you know, like I, I brought my clothes your, with me. But you put your clothes back on when you were covered in oil? I mean, what else would I have done? I don't know. I mean, I guess I would have been like, is it cool if I shower before I leave? <laughs> I wasn't going to use their shower. That's like that's like using the Globe Street shower. It was like, yeah, Ooh. I wouldn't have showered there. Yeah. It's I mean, a weird thing to, I, use I, I, to ask somebody else to use their shower. It's like a weird thing to do. I don't, I don't think so, but I mean, I just didn't care. I was, I mean, I was, again, I was drinking and I just didn't think about it. I was being irresponsibly drunk and I yeah. did not think about it. So, um, <laughs> to be clear, you know. <laughs> so that's a good segue into Halloween stuff. When we're talking about Halloween costumes. Um, so let me ask you guys, uh, what's your spooky suggestion for the folks at home this week? Huh. I can start if you want. I got Ooh. one. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, a movie that I very much enjoyed on Netflix uh, three years ago was called The Babysitter. Uh, it's directed by McGee. It's uh, super fun. It's like dumb, fun, schlocky horror. Like you have to go into it being like, this is going to be dumb and funny and fun. And that's how you have to perceive these movies. They're not like great films by any means. If you take them for what they are, they're fucking brilliant. Well, they released a sequel. It's called The Babysitter Killer Queen. It just came out, and it's dumber than the first one. It's more violent than the first one, and it's still super fun and funny. And I recommend watching both The Babysitter and Babysitter Two on Netflix. They're fucking funny. They're fun, and they're great. How great! Yeah, I'm totally funny. Hey, let me hold. Let me give you a quick synopsis. So basically, it's a kid who's like kind of a dork who gets picked on all the time, but his babysitter is this like beautiful woman that everybody's attracted to, and she's like super funny, and she's like great with him, and they. They get along really well and it like sets up this kind of like, like he's got this great babysitter and this great cool girl that's like takes care of him. And then her friends come over and it's the big reveal. And it's, I'm not spoiling anything is that she is part of a satanic cabal or cult or something. And they're trying to uh, extract his virgin blood and they have to do a sacrifice of him in order to uh, bring the devil to earth so they can get all their wildest dreams. Whoa. Fun. Good times. Good times. Yeah, it's, it's dope. <laughs> Um, Josh, what do you got for a spooky suggestion? Uh, I'm going to say Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh, what a classic. I absolutely right. love that film. Rick Moranis recently punched in the face by some asshole in New York. Yeah. Oh, I saw I, yeah. I did choose to watch that video. How wild. I did but not watch uh, it. Why would you punch Rick Moranis in the face? Did Did you know why it happened? I never watched the video. It's completely was it a homeless there. person? By it the was, way? It was a it was a guy wearing like a I Heart New York shirt. Like he seemed to be a a like put together guy, but like it looked like 
he and Rick Moranis had some sort of interaction. And then like oh. he he like stepped towards Rick Moranis first and then punched him in the face and then walked away like calmly. So it looked like weird. I, I don't know what occurred because I'm assuming Rick Moranis was also wearing a mask. So I'm sure it wasn't like he asked, are you Rick Moranis? And then punched him. Uh, <laughs> but, Let's go to the clip. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was un- un- unclear as to why that uh, occurred. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, it's a movie that has like it, it's it's certain problems based on just like the time it was made. But outside of that, like the art, the set design, the practical effects, still absolutely love it. The music, Audrey Two, like the voice, the music, and the appearance of Audrey Two, I still am blown away. Yeah, by by yeah, that, e- easily my favorite musical. Ever love Little Shop Horrors? I, I listen to the soundtrack regularly in my car. Wow! Love Little Shop Horrors, and I love Rick Moranis. So fuck that guy for punching him in the face. I, I can yeah, fuck that, that guy. definitely. <laughs> if you watch it on uh, HBO Max, they also have uh, like a special features thing where you can see the the original ending of the film that was not released. Oh, really? Wait, what's different? So. Uh, the original ending of the film is that both Audrey and Seymour get killed by Audrey too. Oh, really? And then the end of the film is just a bunch of Audrey two plants just slaughtering people and destroying like the city of New York <laughs> and just laying waste <laughs> to the entire planet. And it ends with what? like, it ends with that occurring. And then it says like the end dot, 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 question mark. That's probably how Little Shop of Horrors originally ended, which was the original film, not the musical. Like that's probably how that ended. I've never actually watched the original film. It's, I, I don't remember what year it was made, but it's like a black and white sci-fi film. But a lot of yeah, those it's films. Yeah, like 52 or something. Yeah, most of those old films, as Cordelia can attest to, ends with the monsters like having some kind of a second run and like leaving it open for mm-hmm. a sequel. Oh yeah. yeah. From my understanding, the original ending of Little Shop of Horrors tested so poorly with audiences that they redid it because <laughs> essentially it was like a, nobody's going to watch this. Nobody's going to want to watch this again. Uh, you should remake it and make it at least a little happy. And they were right because I've watched that movie like 50 fucking times in my lifetime and I love it. Oh yeah. 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 So great. It's nice to have, like, I understand why uh, an unhappy ending would work, but it is it is nice to have a happy ending where there's, like, justice and vindication. Also, I mean, the, you know, you want to see Seymour and uh, Audrey get out of the, uh, the, what do they call it, Skid Row? Yeah. You really got to see oh, that. Yeah. To, you got to see him get out of Skid Row. Although Seymour is, in a way, not the most redeemable character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He does. He doesn't kill somebody, but he does not save somebody, <laughs> and then no, shop up he, Oh yeah, the dentist kills himself. He just feeds him. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, and then his manager gets eaten him. by Audrey, right? Yeah, but his manager was holding a gun to him. He makes a heel turn. He makes a heel turn. That's right. But a justifiable heel turn, I suppose, by holding up the gun at him. But he's like, "I saw you chopping up the body of the dentist." Yeah, we we gotta <laughs> handle this now. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I mean a lot of gray areas he could have <laughs> it's making me feel worse about being like yeah, I just wanted Seymour to win yeah I wanted to win you know the actor that plays Audrey in that uh, has been doing that play on Broadway for years I didn't know that oh, yeah. Really? yeah she does it for oh, everything wow. and if you look up you can see her do the whole play with um, it's online you can see her do some of the songs with um, Jake Gyllenhaal played uh uh, really? Okay. This part, um, Rick Moranis' part on stage, and it's really good. Yeah. Seymour. I mean, really? Rick Moranis is always Seymour to me, but Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. Oh my God, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, Tom, you got something spooky cool. to talk about? A book you read? Anything at all? Yeah, I want to talk about, I want to suggest that uh, everybody do the spookiest thing they've ever done on Halloween um, and do as Little as possible, stay out of crowds, you know, be safe, obviously, and be responsible and uh, curl up on the couch. Watch a little uh, spooky film or two. Um, uh, 
including including but not limited to um a movie i just put on my uh, watch list uh future by uh, by my friend rap kesno Oh, and, thanks, uh, bud. I have not seen it yet. I have not seen it's, it yet. I'm actually really excited to uh, check that out. It is uh, not spooky, but it is decent. <laughs> it does take place on Halloween <laughs> for a portion of it. It does take place on Halloween. It is definitely In, a Halloween film. Including and not limited to. So, yes, I will be <laughs> I will be checking it out. Yes. It is 100% a Halloween film. I dig that. I really dig that. I didn't know that, but I I, I think I, I think I'll I think I like it even more because of that. So, Rob, I thought you were going to say it is 100% a film. <laughs> we did make a movie. Um, <laughs> it is certainly a film. It's a, at it the very least, film. it is a film. Oh, that wasn't it shot. It is though. a film. <laughs> Cordelia, did you have a suggestion? Yeah, you know, so I've been blind for like almost 13 years, and I don't really watch horror anymore because it just doesn't translate. But I was obsessed with horror before I lost my vision. And I mean, that was like literally all I watched. I had no interest in any other genre movies. But a lot of times I would just find random horror um, movies just by reading like Rue Morgue or Fangoria, mainly Rue Morgue. I like. I really just like their layouts and their artwork better in the magazine. Um, so there was this ad that was going around when the movie first came out called Stacy, and it just had this gnarly clip, like photo of this this girl with her eye like coming out of her head, and it was just that image is so imprinted in my head. And like I was like, I have to buy this. I need to find this. So I bought the movie. And it's great. They're called Stacy's and it's a Japanese film and it's all, you know, in Japanese. So it's subtitles, uh, which means I cannot watch it anymore. <laughs> um, oh. so, but it was like one of my favorites. It's super campy, very like Army of Darkness humor. And it has a lot of um, Army of Darkness uh, like Ash references. And they even bring out like his, um, his chainsaw hand. And all, the Stacy's are the name of these schoolgirls that turn into zombies and that's their name they call them Stacy's and basically it's just like everybody murdering these <laughs> schoolgirl zombies but it's super campy it's super silly it's over the top ridiculous and I give it eight stars go and see it whoa I literally just added it to of, my watch list eight out of eight, eight. eight out of five stars that sounds great eight out yeah, of I'll, five stars <laughs> Eight but no, it, it's definitely like, yeah, definitely one of my favorite monster movies, um, just for the campiness alone. So yeah, literally just to add okay, to my yeah. watch list. You know what's funny is, um, yeah. so and I don't drink, so like, Halloween parties are kind of very drinking central centric. I mean, right. And so like for the last, um, you know, six years or whatever, what Halloween's been for Satar and I is like handing out candy to kids and watching horror films. So this, um. Pandemic Halloween, not that much different than a normal Halloween. Actually, last year I spent Halloween right. alone. Last year I spent Halloween alone in a hotel in Florida. Um, <laughs> I was there for like an auto show or something that was starting the next day, and I uh, I was like in Florida. I don't remember why. The, yeah, I was. It was for an auto show or something. I was there to like shoot some video content, and I just watched a fucking horror movie in my hotel and fell asleep early. And I was like, this is all I need. That's all I need about Halloween. Just a good horror I film. Just like feeling that time of year. But I will say that like um I can't imagine living in a state where there's not fall. Like I feel like like yeah. um for me, like spooky season or like Halloween season is like so defined by like cool weather, leaves changing, like putting a flannel on. Like I can't imagine not having that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah the changing of the seasons is really kind of a uh I think a subliminal representation of uh of death, you know. I could see that. Hopefully. God, God, you know, the past, the past God, three God. Halloweens, that's, that's all I've done is just sit on my porch with like a couple of my friends and get Thai food and pass out candy. I love and passing out candy. They've been some of my, dude, they've been some of my favorite Halloweens. Yeah, I know. It's really the Thai food that, that makes it nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, genuinely, I, genuinely, I love passing out candy to kids. It's super fun. Yeah. And like, like For once sure. we were, once we were doing that in Hazel Park, I used to buy like, I used to go out and buy like the most insane candy. Like, it would be like, I got king size this bar or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be the secret house, you know? Well, uh, also, we, you'd be the... 
we'd get like six kids a night because when I lived in his park, there wasn't any kids in the neighborhood. So we'd get like six kids. Oh, yeah. So I'd, I'd give each kid like two king size candy bars. Dude, dope. Yeah, dude. Super dope. Same with us. We get like nine kids every year, and I just buy like too much candy and I give them like a full handful of like the bite size uh, yeah. chocolate bars. But I'm like, just have like eight. I don't know. Nobody else is coming. <laughs> Um, confession time. I did buy Halloween candy just for myself. Hey, yes. listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You got to find ways to celebrate yeah. Halloween, even though things are fucked up. I, I you know, I, I actually for think sure. that that's great. Yeah. I bought, um, cause I'm a vegan now. I bought, uh, uh oh my God, what are they called? Pork chops. I need, I almost need pork to go look at it. I bought pork chops. That's, I'm going to break vegan edge for Halloween. No, I bought these peanut butter cups that are dark chocolate and vegan. They're really great. Oh, oh my God! Theo's, Theo's, uh, dark chocolate. Oh yeah. Stuff. By the way, Rob, I, uh, uh, Sour Patch Kids are vegan. Ooh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Jealous of- Sour Patch Kids. No, no, no. You know what? I literally have a Sour Patch Kid packet in my hand right <laughs> now. It's waiting for us. <laughs> it, to- does, it does not contain gelatin. That's it, awesome. it contains uh, corn syrup and modified corn starch as a thickener. Tom's so, just waiting for go. all of us to shut the fuck up so we can eat those Sour Patch Kids off air. <laughs> I've been eating it this whole time. Uh, I I had a, a handing out uh, a candy story. It was back when I was working at, at Tivana and I had just like come home from my shift. Back when I was in Fraser, when we actually used to get uh, trick-or-treaters often. And everybody else was busy, so they were like, yeah, Josh, just... Uh, just open up the the box of chips and just like hold it out like the the single serving thing of chips and just tell them to take one and i was like all right cool fine so this this it was like a like teenagers came up like and they didn't even say like trick or treat to me or anything i was like i was like here you go just uh just take one happy halloween and like <laughs> the girl grabbed one and the boy like was looking at me and picked up two bags and like was lifting them up slowly <laughs> and i just went i didn't even it was like a subconscious thing but i went <laughs> As he was picking them up, and he just stared at me, like slowly lowered it down, and then just grabbed one. And I was like, "Yeah, there you go. Happy Halloween." Oh my God. But it was like just you, after getting done with a job of Tivana, where everybody's goal was to try to get free tea from me. My response to somebody taking one extra bag of chips on Halloween was, I "Think so? I don't think that's right." <laughs> yeah. Well, Josh, you stand quite the uh, authority position on Halloween handout uh, bags of chips. So I get it. The intimidation factor was there, and he, he feared for his life. I get it. I mean, if he would have taken you both, were... I couldn't have. I couldn't have, and wouldn't have done anything to that, that poor teenager. But... <laughs> Yeah. But uh but you know, I, I accidentally I subconsciously began making an upset noise that shut the whole thing down. No, it's super wow. good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice nice and awkward. I like it. I it's give a... you eight golden stars. <laughs> it's perfect. It's the most Josh thing you can do. Um, pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I you know what's funny is like because I keep thinking about like this, well, I'm going to be so fucking busy the rest of this month. I don't know how much I'll do of anything that's fall besides watch horror films. But like, usually I'd, I'd like to make like some pumpkin bread or like a pumpkin pie or something. So I'll see if I can do that. Ooh. I'm not like, a, I'm not one of those people that like thinks pumpkin, everything is great. Like I fucking hate pumpkin spice, anything. That's not pumpkin. Not, well, it's not for me. It's not for me. I don't like it. Oh. I actually don't like any, wow. I, don't, I don't really like any fancy coffee drinks either though. So that might actually be part of my problem. Um, I, I'm kidding about that. I actually don't like pumpkin spice. I think it's kind of gross. I, you know what I used to make? Uh, uh, sometimes I'd make like oatmeal and put pumpkin spice in it. That would taste good. So maybe I'm a little bit more basic than I'm leading on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But I mean, huh. <laughs> you know, I think I the technical sh- term is mold spice. You know, it's like uh, mold spice is uh, what, like, you know, it's just dessert spices. It's like, it's like Chinese five spice or whatever. It's just oh, yeah. a bunch of pumpkin y. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying. I think, yeah, I think it's all right. I got something for you guys that I found. Uh, we were talking about Revolution X earlier. Here's what the uh, uh, Mega Drive uh, <laughs> score sounds like for Revolution X. I just want to give you guys a taste of this music and these sound bites. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Oh. 
So this is kind of what Aerosmith would sound like if they fucking ripped. <laughs> it sounds like Road Rash. Yeah, it's way better than real Aerosmith. Yeah, this is awesome, actually. Let me read you guys the story. Yeah, this uh-huh. sounds like Road Rash. So let me get to the story. You ready? They're going to start the game in a second here. I'll give you some of the story. Um... Josh, is this volume good? Is this, or is it like overbearing? I can always uh, I can always fix that in post. So it says, you have no choice, you have no voice. The new order nation has taken over and everything you like is wrong. All video games, <laughs> television, magazine, and especially music have been declared illegal and are strictly forbidden. A corrupt neo-industrial, this is going by so fast. A corrupt neo-industrial governmental militaristic <laughs> oppressive, like, hold on. A corrupt Neo-industrial, governmental, militaristic, oppressive alliance, the New Order Nation, led by headmistress Helga, is seizing all cities between ages, is seizing all citizens between ages of 13 and 30. You hear that demographic? You're going to be taken. (laughs) You are on your way to see Aerosmith. They're playing at Club X, LA's hottest night spot. At the same time, the New Order Nation's evil plan is being launched, and you are stuck in the middle. As one of the last surviving free youth. How are people reading this? <laughs> this is going so I have to keep pausing because it goes so fast. As one of the last surviving free youth. You must battle the New Order forces to get backstage at Club X to meet Aerosmith, where together you will begin the revolution. Remember, Josh, say music is the weapon. Music's the weapon. So in this game, you could shoot a machine gun but you could also fire off uh, CDs. A lot of uh, cool, super exploitative moments with women. Um, if I remember right too, didn't you, isn't there a part where you find like Joe Perry taking a shit in this level? Yeah, you have to you have to rescue yeah, each one of the uh, the band members. And like the only way that you can rescue Joe Perry is by breaking all of the sinks first and the mirrors. And then, and then you find him, uh, you find him taking a piss. So, yeah, was, it is it is up on the screen right now. I wish he was taking a shit. Uh, I wish it was Joe Perry just taking a shit where you can see like the top of his dick like going into the <laughs> toilet, <laughs> and he's making like an effort driven face, so you can tell he's pushing one out in the exact moment you find him. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I definitely enjoy the idea that that Joe Perry walked by people dying and was like, "I got, I got a piss yeah, yeah. in the women's like, room." I also like the idea that um, Joe Perry would like put on motion tracking outfit and they were like, okay, no, this <laughs> needs to be like super legit. They put motion tracking on. I'm like, now stand there and act like you're peeing and then turn around and look at me and give me like a like kind of a cocky smile, Joe. Also, I don't think it's Joe Perry who is that character. <laughs> this is going to be your guys' yellow submarine. So we need yeah. to take this very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to talk about Revolution X and the greatest thing that happened to video games for years. Also, can we talk about for two seconds in the in the copy that comes down in the beginning of this game? The fact that like they had to make an acronym for New World Order uh, or New Order, like why? Everybody kind of knows what that means. It's like shorthand for like whatever. Like, listen to how long this is. Hold on, I need to read it again. Uh, <laughs> Josh, can you read this line for me? This is one sentence, by the way. Josh, can you read the sentence for me? How the fuck did we get back to this, by the way? Just read, just read, just read this one oh, sentence great. for me. A corrupt, neo-industrial, governmental, militaristic, oppressive alliance. The New Whoa. Order Nation, led by headmistress Helga, is seizing Helga. all citizens between 13 and 30. But yeah, uh, uh, neo-industrial, governmental, oppressive alliance is... Nothing. That's nothing. There's so many words in that that mean nothing. <laughs> also, I think that that yeah. is pretty close to what QAnon believes uh, the libs are doing right now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's almost spot on. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It really is. Like, do you think? Do you think whoever Q is was like just had a copy of Revolution X on the arcade and they're like, what if this was real? What if music? What? And also, what if music is the weapon? So, <laughs> let's say right now. <laughs> You know, QAnon's right. There's a deep-seated uh, liberal cabal, and, and they need to be stopped. What band is it that stops them? Is it Aerosmith? The Ratchet Sites, dude. Hundred percent uh, Ratchet Sites. Uh, Scott, Scott, uh, Scott Snap. Who am I saying? Anyway, the, the the yes, 
he he rejoins he rejoins Creed and they uh and they come back. No, I don't know. I, I would no love idea. to see that. You know what? I would love to see him make a comeback. Uh, I don't know if you remember you this, know, but actually, he had a, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that back. I do too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in. He's in bad shape. He's in real bad shape. Yeah, I, I welcome back with my arms wide open. Oh. <laughs> remember, guys, music is the weapon. Um, I don't even remember how this came back up. <laughs> so let's call it. This is a great episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need to end on that. <laughs> guys, we're, we're falling apart. Let's call it. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been VHS Playback. <laughs> I've been uh, Rob Cousina. I've been Cordelia Grimm. I've been Tom Bestie. And I've been Josh Cousina. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, please uh, follow us on Instagram at VHS Playback. Uh, you can email us at VHS Playback Podcast at gmail.com. That's all one word VHS Playback Podcast. One day I'll remember that email. And uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And remember, music is the weapon. <laughs> <laughs>